Hello, you're listening to Heroes and Headwinds. It's a podcast brought to you by The Culinary Edge. I'm Graham Humphreys, CEO at The Culinary Edge, and I lead a team of food and beverage innovators who, maybe like you, solve today's problems and create tomorrow's opportunities for food and beverage. This podcast brings you into the conversations that we have with our heroes in the industry, discussing how to brave the headwinds of an ever-changing and challenging F&B landscape. Along the way, we hope you'll get to know our guests as we have as friends, collaborators, and inspirations for a brighter future. Welcome to this week's show. Katie Ayub is a flavor trends expert, content creator, and a food and beverage consultant. She has more than 20 years in the food service industry, and she helps us all make sense of shifting consumer behaviors and menu trends. If you've spent any time in the industry at all, you'll know that Katie is everywhere. She's managing editor of Flavor and the Menu magazine. She's an award-winning writer in her own right. And if you read the industry trades, you'll definitely have read Katie's work. Katie runs Flavor Forward Events with Pam Smith, which is a consultancy that elevates food and beverage menus uh, and immersive experiences for events. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. Katie is also content director of the Flavor Experience, which is an awesome annual conference that I hope you go to. It's geared towards high volume menu developers. It's a great conference. It's how I got to know Katie. I recommend you all go register right away. Uh, Katie, um, having said all of that, I'm just delighted that you had any time to give us at all. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Graham. Uh, getting straight into it, you've devoted over two decades to writing and advising about food and the food service space. What first drew you to a career in food and beverage? Oh, gosh. Well, I think like a lot of people, um, I did it to make some money. Um, when I was in college, um, I worked at Giordano's. Um, you Chicago. have to be the only person who got into food and beverage for the money. You're <laughs> I think you and Sam Ocas, I think, are the only two people who said yep. <laughs> I had to make some money. <laughs> When I, I know that's probably money, why you didn't stay in it. When I say make money, I mean like pocket change, you know, <laughs> to get through college uh, a little on the side. Uh, but yes, I worked at Giordano's uh, as a waitress. And then right after college, um, I was a cocktail waitress at a pool hall on the south side of Chicago. Um, my parents were, were thrilled with that job. Um, and uh, I will say um, early early on, Flavor Innovation was part of my career. Uh, our best-selling bar snack was microwaved pizza. And uh, we did a high-impact flavor where we sprinkled uh, oregano as it came out of the uh, toaster oven so or the microwave. So um, a, a thousand pizza joints are thinking this is now our menu evolution. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You should uh, look into microwave pizza. It's a. It's going to be a thing. With oregano. Yeah, with oregano. Um, and then I worked for Let Us Entertain You, a couple of uh, their places, uh, Barbariba and then Scoozy. Um, and then Harry Carey's. Um, and uh, back in the day when Harry uh, was would sit at table 70, called me Cookie. He's the only guy who I didn't mind calling me Cookie because he was Harry Carey. Um <laughs> And um, yeah, and then I worked at a place called Performing Newspaper, which was a theater um, paper, and I loved it, but it wasn't quite my thing. So um, I answered a, an ad in the newspaper in the Trib um, for um, a food editor, editor job. And when I saw the ad, it was like bells going off in my head. Um, and uh, I went in f um, for the uh, job interview um, 
And I think I got the job interview, even though I was underqualified, um, because I, I wrote my cover letter about the word delicious, um, which to this day is one of my favorite food words. Um, it's such a great word. So um, that's an awesome cover letter. It, it was, and I'm, I still have it actually somewhere. Um, so yeah, I started at Chef Magazine um, and uh, went from senior editor to managing editor pretty quickly. Um, and then was there for a little bit and then started uh, my own business, uh, Katie Ayub and Associates. Um, and I've had my own mini micro empire for the last 20 plus years um, and uh, have never looked back. There's this history. That's an amazing story um, of service, of food, of writing, and then food and writing. Um, I can see how it all comes together. Look, since that, since you've uh, uh, started your own company, your own consultancy, your own mini empire, you've placed your own trail towards you know, your own industry-leading events and publications. Um, where do you draw your inspiration from? Is it the journalists? Is it the chefs? Is it the restaurateurs? It's, it's chefs. It's, it's always been the chefs, you know, since my early days of, of interviewing them um, to, you know, I mean, I still do phone interviews. I'm lucky enough that I get to sit around um, and, and drink with them at conferences and events. Um, that's where I get my inspiration from. Um, I find them incredibly inspiring, and especially in the last you know few years, what they have gone through and how they've handled themselves um, and what they've done for their brands. Um, they are incredibly inspiring. Um, so that is where I continue to draw from. Um, that and, and the very nature of the work that I do and what a lot of us do, um, I find uh, trends inspiring and the times we live in where uh, the trend cycle moves so quickly. Um, I, I get really jazzed about tracking trends, trying to figure out where they're coming from, um, the sociology behind what moves trends, um, and and really looking at spotting them. And you know, when we land on a trend and and really nail it before anybody else, or what we like to think of before anybody else, um, that uh, that's really inspiring and and fun. It feels like it's getting faster and faster, right? Which yeah, you know could be anxiety-inducing or inspiring <laughs> or confusing. I was going to ask, you know, how do you feel about the restaurant space at this moment? You know, the restaurant space—it's it, an incredibly challenging time, and you know, it has been for a number of years since COVID. And um, I think that, um, despite that, um, I think that there's this sense of unity and strength that I find inspiring and uh, hopeful when we look at um, the future. Um, and when I am gathering with operators and, you know, either sort of sitting back and observing or part of those conversations, you know, they share these war stories um, about those COVID times. Um, what were you doing on March the 20th, 2020? Exactly. Or March exactly. the 13th? It, I should know the yeah. date, but yeah. yeah. It, it, but they're, you know, they have these these battle scars, and um, it's it's not a one-upmanship though. It's it's uh, w what were you doing, and how did you cope, and what strategies worked for you, and this is what I did, and you know, this is how we got through, and this is what we're doing now because it's still, you know, what are you doing now to get through the latest challenge and and overcome the latest hurdle? Mm -hmm. um, so they're still in it to some degree, but it's not. Obviously, it's not as, as um, horrific as it was in those early days, but um, 
I, I do see this this sense of strength and unity and with eyes toward the future of, hey, we, we got through that. We can get through anything. And um, I, I find it very inspiring. And so yeah. when I look at the restaurant space now, I, I feel nothing but pride and, and, um, and optimism for the future. I I remember the National Restaurant Show in May 21, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, nobody knew what to expect. Um, people were coming through a pandemic. It wasn't over. A lot of people had gone out of business. More people were going out of business. So I was unsure yeah. about, you know, that, that, you know, for people who don't know this massive junket, it feels like 20 million people descend on Chicago, uh, all from the restaurant business from all over the world mm-hmm. and the food service business. And I didn't know if the vibe was going to be downbeat or people were going to be panicking. And we arrived there and everybody was just delighted to see each other. And the, 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 the optimism and the sense of innovation was just incredibly strong. It was a, shouldn't say it was a surprise, but it was incredible. You know, Absolutely. It certainly wasn't, wasn't, wasn't taking that for granted at all. That's and right. It's led to a lot of innovation in the industry. Um, you know, we could see there's robotics. It's, back of house, it's front of house, it's mm-hmm. here, people are backpedaling on it, people are going you know, more forward on it, people are resizing their restaurants, people are rethinking their lines, they're thinking about automation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are successes and there are failures. I mean, what do you find most exciting about all of the innovation going on in the industry right now? Oh, there's, there's so much um, that is exciting um, right now. And I think, you know, coming out of COVID with, you know, what it's, we can't really call it anything else, but forced innovation and, and so much through history has been forced innovation. Right. Um, but with, with what they had to do because they had to do it, I think particularly for the big chains, knowing now that they can, um, more quickly, um, pivot and be more nimble than they thought they could be. I think they've put systems in place where they can um, be more flexible and change their menus. And they've set up more um, uh, to go um, and all sorts of different streams that they they didn't have before. Um, I, I find that um, incredibly um, inspiring. And I love seeing um, all of that innovation that's just moving so much faster for them than it used to. Um, I love watching the AI technology space um, and, you know, the whole thing with chat GPT that like three months ago, I had to look up and be like, I'm sorry, what, what, what is that? And now mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Um, and just to see how AI technology, computer recognition, even gesture technology, which I'm learning about, I think those are all going to um, be so much more integral with how um, hospitality, you know, w- what's that um, connection point for for those two things to come together and, and what will that look like? I, I think that's really, really mm-hmm. interesting to watch. AI drive-throughs uh, mm-hmm. that recognize mm-hmm. you and see the way that you move. Yeah. Yep. The seamless um, customer experience, you know, I, I think the more we can learn about what customers want um, and then respond to it in it with a human connection, um, we just can't leave that part behind. Um, but I think it's all really valuable information to gather. So, Right. Um, I don't know how AI would do serving cocktails in a pool hall if uh, <laughs> it'd be how well it'd be able to carry that off. They wouldn't know the right sprinkle ratio with the oregano. It wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you speak to industry leaders all the time. 
And we talked a little bit about the war stories of 2020, but thinking about the present day, um, you know, how much do the people that you talk to share about the challenges that they're facing? And what do you see or hear that's most significant to you? You know, it's it's interesting because we do actually, we're able to gauge, you know, what they were talking about, the challenges, you know, in that, those early days, the March of 2020 versus now. And, you know, uh, for Flavor, we actually, Kathy, Holly, and I. I mean, the, uh, the Flavor conference that you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, Flavor in the Menu. On Flavor in the Menu. Um, Kathy and I, we would host happy hour Zooms in those early days where really we were just checking in on our friends, um, our readers, our attendees. Um, and um, I think we hosted them either weekly or biweekly. Um, and just invite um, invite any operators to, to join us and just see, you know, how are you? What's going on? Uh, either are you shut down? Are you just pivoting completely to takeout? And, you know, how are you feeling overall just mentally? Um, and uh, but through those those uh, Zooms, we heard from them, you know, we would say, what do you want from us? And they would undoubtedly say, we we want to know about trends. We don't want to pull back at all. We're, we're full steam ahead with our innovation pipelines. And that's what we want from you, sort of business as usual. So um, we, we really heard that loud and clear. And, you know, moving now to 2023, um, and when we talk to our readers and attendees, you know, of course, they still want to know about trends, and they're still excited to talk about global cuisines and emerging markets and um, ingredients that they've mm-hmm. tried. But there's a there's there's a sloped shoulder. I, how else to put it? I don't know. But about the challenges that they're facing, where they can't mm-hmm. put things on the menu, they they can't do the innovations they want to because of the challenges they're facing, whether it's supply um, or just limitations being put on um, for whatever reason, where they mm-hmm. really are stuck and cannot p- roll out new menu items. So it's like it's like a thoroughbred being stuck in the stall and they're just they they're waiting for that bell to go off and it's just they're not ringing the bell. Yeah, a lot of the innovation right now uh can often seem like it's about doing less. Mm-hmm. It's about stripping back, it's about streamlining. Um we can see that a lot, right? And there's a lot of factors which are playing into that. It's genuinely harder to make a margin. It's genuinely harder to, you know, secure a new uh, supply. Um, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's also, you know, these guys, they can MacGyver like nobody else in the business, like nobody else I know, you know, if you ask them to optimize a menu or skew optimization there, they can do it so well. But I think after a while, you know, they don't want to use a, a, a bottle of ketchup 85 ways, you know, they, they want to they bring in some new skews. And um, I think there's a little bit of fatigue going on there where it's, they just want some more free reign on, on what they can do. So, and not to say that this is across the a board that they are not being allowed to, um, to bring in some single skews, but I think there's an overall sense of, you know, I, I want to run free a little bit more and, um, I'm a little bit tired of, you know, either my supplier doesn't have what I need or I'm just being told to scale back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, 
talking about streamlining, talking about moving to um, simpler offerings, more convenient offerings, more productized offerings. And on the other hand, we can see that experiential dining is making a strong comeback. Mm -hmm. um, casual dining brands, uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, Chili's reporting strong results. Um, thinking about casual dining, thinking about full service, what do you think the next couple of years might hold for us? Mm. Experiential dining, I think it's so interesting. And I know, you know, we're going to be covering it at Flavor Experience this year. Um, uh, but, you know, when I look at experiential dining and I think about how chain restaurants in particular can play in that space going forward, you know, I think sometimes brands get a little bit you know, how can we play? Like, what does that look like? It's, you know, we don't want to go back to tableside Caesar because, you know, frankly, diners, you need to wow them more than that. But you also, you don't have to be the a Barton G type restaurant where it's, it's almost too much in your face because at the end of the day, most diners want to connect with who they're dining out with and they don't necessarily always want an Instagrammable moment um, or something over the top. So, I think when we are looking at experiential dining and what we can expect or what we should strive for is true hospitality of experience, you know? Um, so last year, you know, we had Chip Heath as, as one of our keynotes um, and he's the author of the power of moments. And he talked about the popsicle hotline at the freehand hotel in Los Angeles. Um, and it's such a simple thing, but such a powerful connection with guests where uh, any guest at the hotel can pick up any phone and ask um, for, ask the staff for a popsicle. So they and can be poolside, they can be in their room, they can be in the in lobby. The lobby. Mm -hmm. It's and a hot day. Will, it's a hot day and uh, a member of staff will deliver a popsicle um, and they can choose from a menu of flavors from cream filled or fruit flavored or whatever it is. Um, and they, um, it's just a delightful moment that you don't get really anywhere else. Um, not a huge investment on the hotel's part, but um, what a lovely thing. And, and that is hospitality. It's, you know, it's I'm an investment and thoughtfulness. It, it exactly. sounds like, yeah, it's not, it's not the money that you spend on it. It's the thought that you spend on, a, on yeah, an idea like that. that. Yep. And I think if brands can think of their popsicle hotline idea, um, and maybe that's asking a lot, but it's not, it's asking a lot in thinking, right? Rather than investment in mm -hmm. giant moments in experience. Um, but I think that's, you know, hospitality is so important. And um, we just have to think about what those moments are for, you know, each of our brands. That's a delightful thought. And, you know, to anybody who wanted that book reference, it's The Power of Moments by Chip Heath. And I can tell you it's a really useful read. It's uh, it's surprising. Um, I've got a couple more questions, and I'm just going to choose these real careful. Um, there's a lot of folks who are listening who are just entering or starting their career. What advice do you have for folks wanting to enter the world of food service, maybe even food journalism? Hmm. Well, entering the world of food service, you know, it's such a dynamic, incredible field uh, and so broad. So whatever floats your boat, you know, go for it. Find uh, people. Everybody's willing to help. So just don't be afraid to knock on doors, pick up the phone, 
text, whatever your mode is, uh, just make the connections. If you're looking to go into journalism, um, may the may the gods be ever in your favor. <laughs> Um, uh, but no, you know, that's also a dynamic field. Um, just, you know, I would, I would learn how to ask chat GPT the right questions. So you can, you could be, uh, you know, directing that, um, because I do think that's going to be a larger part of journalism going forward. Um, you just, Mm -hmm. um, certainly AI AI is going to be a bigger part of content management, not content creation, um, because we, we, you know, you need the the brain power behind content. So yeah. um, that's my advice. Yeah. And then thinking about how we can wrap this best, I've got a question here. Katie, what would you title your autobiography? Hmm. Okay. Well, I have to admit, I have given this some thought. Um, I would probably title it, How I Ate My Way to the Top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you one more because the other one's funny too. Um, uh, if I it was not it was the, my cheerful, normal self, I would maybe call it um, Bite Me, Memoirs from a Salty Food Writer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think both of those would look fantastic gracing any paperback cover at any airport bookstore. Uh, that's tremendous. Katie, this has been fantastic thank you for spending time with us um looking forward to seeing you again on the scene on the circuit i hope it won't be too long and um really awesome experience thank you katie thank you thank you so much thanks for tuning in to heroes and headwinds a podcast brought to you by the team at the culinary edge produced by evan sornstein and Mackenzie phelan watch your feed for the new episodes to discover which industry leader We're chatting up next.